Hey folks, how we doing? Live to Inspire podcast, as always with yours truly, Dave Coleman. And today this is episode 18, I think. Um, so it's a bit of a strange one. Uh, it's more of a sort of follow-up really. It doesn't really have a, a title or a topic per se, um, just really around, around mental health. Um, and dare I say it selfishly, my own mental health. Um, because I think a lot of people will will potentially are maybe are struggling with their own mental health. So um, to to hear one someone else's sort of story and uh, struggles sort of makes things okay. Because um, for me personally, I've I've struggled for a good good few years. Um, certainly, the last three at least three years, I've really struggled a lot mentally. Uh, but I also struggled a lot mentally uh, following my return from the Winter Olympics in 2014 uh, as I effectively lost my purpose. I didn't really have a why um, and I was kind of drifting really, I suppose, for want of a better phrase. And yeah, that was that was tough. And I think um, I've mentioned in previous episodes about how uh, a purpose, um, a direction, um, setting goals, those kind of things are really, really significant. Um, the Viktor Frankl, his book, Man's Search for Meaning, I think I mentioned that in a previous episode. Um, you know, what what is your why? It's a very hard question to answer, but the process of logotherapy, which uh, Victor comes up with um, as, a, as a psychoanalyst or a psychologist, I think, um, if you remove everything about you and you have total anonymity, what stops you from acting on, shall we say, negative thoughts? Um, and that can then be your or the, the key to finding out what your purpose is. So it's quite a powerful uh, but simple technique. So uh, like I said, I struggled a lot after the, the Winter Olympics when I returned, uh, but more prevalent is it has been the last sort of two, three, three and a half years uh, of my life. Um, so yeah, just to go through a few bits really, uh, and things I've learned to um, help myself and and hopefully help help you guys. Um, so the like I said, the 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 premise for this episode is is really based around. Um, around messages I receive. Um, it, it's really nice and it genuinely, it helps me a lot. It helps me a lot um, more, more than you guys know, but hopefully potentially by the end of this episode, you will have uh, a level of understanding what it means to me. Um, that on the face of things, you know, you, you can you can paint your smile on, you can be positive, you can be happy. Uh, for, for some people that's easy and, and it's, it's part of their character, right? It's they're they're real extroverts and they're always that happy person. Um, but that's the happy person that you might see. What are they like behind closed doors? Are they really introverted? Um, again, I think I've mentioned about imposter syndrome. Um, almost, almost, almost every time I go to to rugby training, whilst I'm out here in Bahrain, um, I I feel a little bit of the imposter syndrome kicking in. I've no idea why. It's you know it doesn't make any any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it, um, but it just kind of kicks in. But then it's like 
as explained to someone that uh, if if you don't really know what imposter syndrome is, the kind of equivalent is like a kid going to school, first day of school, like a new school, new people, it's big, it's massive change. Um, you know, all the other kids are the same age, they're, you know, they're all there for the same reason, just like you are, uh, but actually it's really terrifying. But once you finish the school day, sometimes kids don't want to leave or, um, and, and it takes a while to overcome it, right? Some kids can do it immediately, some kids take a lot longer and it's the same with adults right it's the same with me uh, I've been going to this rugby club for whatever six seven eight months now uh, I've played rugby in the past it's not a problem I know what I'm doing hopefully <laughs> um, but I still feel really really out of place like I shouldn't be there uh, even though I know everyone and, and it's a really safe uh, non-judgmental environment so um, those kind of things do kick in now like I said, off the back of some of these messages, um, I do really appreciate it because people are saying, you know, keep up the good work or it's really helpful or uh, people are sharing this with um, friends, family, other people that feel that it might help them, which I'm blown away by that because I'm, I'm almost doing this as a selfish thing to, for me as an outlet, right? Because I'm here on my own. Uh, I do talk to people. I'm not that, um, not that much of a caterpillar, right? I, or a... Uh, Butterfly. I don't, I'm not just just in my bubble. I I, I do talk to people, but it, this this allows me to almost free freedom of speech, shall we say? Um, I'm sure Elon Musk would love that. Um, but I I came across this um, image. Um, I was I was looking up Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, which I'll, I'll go through again shortly, but. Um, there's there's positive and negative indicators for mental wellness or mental illness. Um, again, you could tra transfer that to uh, well-being or even just just problems. Uh, and and it kind of it, it it kind of triggered me in a way because I'm looking at it and on the left hand side, right, we've got these positive indicators. They're really good, right? Life satisfaction and happiness. That's a positive, right? All of these are positives. Strong social relationships, how you are with other people, um, interactions, friends, colleagues, teammates, wherever it is, personal relationships, all that stuff. That's a positive, right? You've got strong social relationships, positive. Um, building blocks of well-being, right? Which, again, I think I've touched upon. Uh, you can do daily gratitude, gratitude diaries, write down write down three things at the end of every day that you are grateful for, things that you've done, or even things that people have done for you, so you're showing gratitude. Um, I struggle a lot with, with the social media side of things because I think a lot of people use it for immediate gratification. Um, and again, it does promote or provoke, shall we say, the positive and negative indicators of, of well-being and mental health. Um, social skills and we'll come on to that in a minute <laughs> healthy interactions uh, with minimal minimal bullying but high support I'm not sure I really understand that one either but it's a strange one so uh, we've got an increase in promotive and resilience factors uh, that's this is for the positive well positive indicators or mental wellness um, so for me, I sort of think, well, 
I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I've got life satisfaction. I'm happy. Um, got fairly good, strong social relationships. Um, social skills. I can do social skills. Um, it's not what I would do out of choice. Um, I don't feel especially comfortable in, in social situations, but I'll get on with it and, and I'll try my best to make friends um, as much as people sort of prejudge as well. But there we go, that happens. Um, but then this this is the one that, that really sort of triggered me, right? Because I'm, I'm looking at all of these factors and it says they're positive. And I'm thinking, right, I've, I've got my mental wellness, my well-being, I'm, I'm in a good place. And then it says basic needs are met. So that's what got me onto, uh, I referred myself back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the basic needs are psychological, uh, physiological, right? So air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, anything like that. That is a basic, basic need. Along with safety, so personal security, um, if you have somewhere to sleep or some shelter, you'd like to think that it was a safe and secure environment. Um, employment, resources, health. So again, the food you're eating, the water you're drinking, the air you're breathing, is that safe? Is it, is it, is it clean air? Um, you know, how, what's the pollution levels? Um, you know, you can, you can work that one out. Um, what were the other, uh, yeah, basic needs. So, um, even more basic, uh, love and belonging. So again, initially the, the sort of assumption that one would make about love and belonging would be some sort of relationship. Uh, but it can obviously be friendships as well, right? Family, um, and, and obviously the, the intimacy of uh, a partner. Um, but it boils down to a sense of connection. Um, so if you don't have a sense of connection with anyone or anything, like friendship, family, take away any intimate relationships, just friends and family. If you struggle to have a sense of belonging, you're not meeting your basic needs. Um, as we're going up this, this hierarchy of needs, again, please do Google it, it's very interesting. Um, esteem, right? How do you feel about yourself? Self-esteem, self-respect, um, recognition, the strength you have, so um, mental resilience, emotional quotient, dealing with other people, dealing with situations. Um, and also, I find it quite prevalent as well in this day and age, a, a level of freedom. So I think a lot of people I know are, are trying to search for financial freedom. Um, that's a whole different kettle of fish. But go right down again back to the bottom of the triangle, the pyramid, the basic needs, the physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing. If you've got those, then you're starting to meet some basic needs. So you could argue that I am meeting those. Um, what I struggle with is a sense of belonging with, with friendships, um, with family. Um, I always feel, <laughs> uh, if you've ever watched Carl Pilkington or listened to some of his ramblings, uh, it's a fascinating chap. Um, he did a, a show uh, directed by Ricky Gervais, An Idiot Aboard. Um, and I can't remember the other one, but he he said about relationships. Um, he he did uh, 
he met a polygamist. I think he had four wives, five wives, something like 20 kids. It's crazy. Um, crazy to me, anyway. Um, and he was saying, you know what? <laughs> um, he said the best person who had a, the, the best level of belonging was Snow White. So you were sort of thinking, what's he talking about, Snow White? He said, she had it perfect, right? She had seven mates, and they all had their own specific traits or characteristics. Now, I appreciate that's uh, sort of fictional, right? But how many of your, your friends through whatever, Facebook, Instagram, socials, um, employment, whatever it is, how many of those friends would you say you could jump to or speak to or pick up the phone and that they would genuinely, genuinely, excuse me, be there to offer some support. Um, you know, nothing implied, just just being a friend. Um, something worth potentially reviewing about uh, your own situation. So um, that's, that's the sort of basic needs, right? So then I thought, well, I'm not really necessarily meeting all of my basic needs. So then I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still not out of my mental health. My mental health isn't where it should be, um, you know, with, with anxiety and, and depression. Uh, like I said, I'm still having counseling sessions. Um, so rather than, shall we say, branding it as mental illness, we, we can sort of change that to, to problems, right? Um, and I think I, I tweeted something the other day, which was something like happiness isn't the problem, it's solving it overcoming the problem that can lead to a massive result in, in happiness overcoming something that you didn't think you were capable of doing is is amazing so with the the negative indicators for for mental illness or mental problems you have the the obvious ones right anxiety depression um and other forms of internalizing problems so um that's a massive one for me um Again, I appreciate some people do, some people don't do it. Depends on your behaviour traits, and there's a massive argument with nature and nurture. But internalising problems, dealing with them yourself rather than externalising them, or you know, distribution of responsibility, um, self-talk. I always, I'm always writing down notes. Like I said, this for me, this podcast is kind of indirectly me internalising my problems. It's an outlet. But these are all things that I have in my head that are constantly internalised. So if I can't externalise them or, or allow them the thought to verbally come out of my, my head, my body, it will just stay there. Um, so again, something potentially to think about. Um, <laughs> disruptive behaviours such as defiance, rule violations um, and, and substance use. Um, I appreciate there are people uh, in and around the world that are in dark places that do um, use substances. Um, rule violations uh, and defiance. Again, I wouldn't say I'm an outright defiance um, or, or any special rule violations. Um, disruptive behaviours. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I try my best, as always, with anything I do, if I'm putting my name to it, such as this podcast, uh, obviously the book, 
any employment, whatever it is, I, it's got my name to it. It's me. It's a, it's a reflection of me and my own abilities um, and my skill set. So I will always do my utmost to, to, to give my best, right? And because, like I said, that's, that's what I want to do. It's my purpose in life, to help other people. Um, so again, a few factors there potentially that we can we can think about. Uh, are we being disruptive? Again, that could be within uh, relationships, could be with friendships, could be with work. Um, I found myself actually one incident uh, at rugby training. Um, I, I just didn't really understand what had happened. Uh, you know, someone said they tackled me when they clearly hadn't and we were playing touch rugby. So I, I got really confused by the whole situation and I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not accepting that. Like, and then it, it turned into this massive disruptive thing. Here you go. See, <laughs> need an outlet. Um, and, and I came home um, and I, I just sat in the shower and I was crying and I thought, what, what happened? It was such a, like an out of body experience. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't like, why did I react in that way? That's not, that's not me. Um, appreciate competitive situations and, and those side of things are, are different um, you know and, and the heat of the moment but it was nothing like that it's just training it wasn't a match it wasn't anything so I was really confused and um, I, I really struggled to come to terms with it for, for at least a week and I think I, I I genuinely stepped away from the following training session because I didn't know where I was mentally I didn't know how I could cope with that situation if it came up again so um, yeah, it, it can affect us all in, in very different ways. Um, other indicators include things like trauma uh, and environmental stresses, so very similar to what we're saying about disruptive behaviour. Um, thinking errors, ugh, excuse me, thinking errors or behavioural withdrawal. Um, again, very, very similar to what I just explained. Um, a risky or unsafe setting. So again, that's something that led me back to um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, where was it? Where was it? Yeah, safety. Safety is the second level. Um, if if you're not in a safe environment, you're potentially then exposing yourself, or it could compound or exacerbate um, the, the mental illness or or any any problem that you may have can be exacerbated by an unsafe or a risky setting that you're in. So um, possibly uh, take some time to reflect on where you are and the setting that you're in. Um, something that's, that's a, a trigger for me, this was a big one, um, inconsistent rules and expectations across a variety of settings. Um, Inconsistent rules. I mean, that is a big red button for me. It's the the whole thing of you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, or it's it's one rule for them and it's another rule for everyone else. My brain can't cope with that. I don't understand. So I need to know why those rules are there. If if I have an explanation, if I understand it and and it's justified, I'm I'm okay with it. But if it's inconsistent. And it's one for one and one for everyone else or you know do as i say not as i do really confuses me um so that then is linked to obviously with an unsafe setting because it's it's risky um it's it's a it's 
like I said previously, a rule violation. So all these things are potentially compounding the problem, compounding the mental illness. Um, and and that really, it really struck a chord with me. So it made me think, how do we, oh, there's no right or wrong answer with this, it's all individual, right? But when we go through the, the hierarchy of needs, through physiological as a basic, then we go up to safety, then we go love and belonging, we reach esteem, and then at the top of the pyramid, we have self-actualization. Um, so again, where I've done some more research on this, um, as we go up from the bottom to esteem, the motivation that we have to get ourselves, shall we say, out of the hole, out of that, that dark place, uh, the motivation decreases as the needs are met, right? So if you have a physical, you, we will have physical, physiological needs, but if you have access to air, water, food, shelter, sleep, that's, that's ticked off, right? So then your motivation might decrease a little bit because then you're then focusing on safety. So as you go up, the motivation decreases. It's only when you enter the self-actualization phase where the motivation increases. So it, it sounds weird, but when you are in that self-actualization about being in oneself, being in the moment, being where you are, um, then it turns into a growth need. And that's where I think I've alluded to in previous episodes about a fixed versus growth mindset. I think I said at the start of this episode about daily gratifications. Um, you know, pick, find one thing, three things, five, ten, whatever they are, about what you are grateful for. That will then allow you to then grow because you then are embracing self-actualization and you're focusing on the top of the pyramid rather than all the basic fundamental needs. So um, the, the biggest challenge to getting to self-actualization for me, um, and I believe potentially others, is, is the sense of belonging and a sense of love, right? So that's where things like dating apps exist, okay? So your Tinders, your Bumbles, your Hinge, your whatever they are, okay? And then it links very closely to, uh, I may have alluded to previously again, about Netflix syndrome. How many times have you gone onto Netflix or onto YouTube or whatever it is to watch something, uh, even Spotify, listening to an amazing podcast such as Live to Inspire by me? Um, but you may go, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna listen to five minutes of that and then you'll check out. Or you're watching a film, uh, you, you finally decided on a film, you've watched it for five minutes and you go, just not into it. I really wanna watch something else. I wanna watch a series, I wanna watch. And then very quickly, you're just changing, you just change. So it happens a lot in this day and age in that the intimacy, the intimate relationships that people have break down very quickly because other options are always there. The easy options are always there. Um, it, it pains me that I know quite a lot of uh, marriages that have broken up after one year, two years, three years. Some people have uh, children in those those marriages as well. Um, again, that's, that's for everyone to decide on their individual merit. Um, so 
the, the sense of love and belonging, if you can get to that stage and, and really nail it down and secure it so you are in a safe environment where your physiological needs are met and you have that sense of intimate relationship with friends, with family, and that sense of connection, then, then that perpetuates into that self-esteem where you go, actually, I'm feeling really good. I've got someone that finds me attractive. I've got a group of friends here. Everything then starts to perpetuate from there. So the love and belonging is right in the middle just before motivation increases and it's above where motivation is or the the basic needs are so um it, it's a really interesting one um i like to understand it because like i said if i don't if i can't get my head around inconsistent rules or expectations self-expectations expectations of others um who how others see me versus how i see myself i really struggle with that um and it was on, uh, I think Jimmy Carr said it on the Stephen Bartlett podcast, uh, The Diary of a CEO. And he said, um, suicide is uh, a long-term solution to a temporary problem. Um, I think that's right, something along those lines. Um, you know, I've said mentioned that negative mental health or uh, mental illness. It's a lot. It's a broad spectrum, right? And and different people suffer at different stages. But um, if we're in that self actualization and we can remove the, shall we say, option um, of attempting um, attempting suicide uh, as as a solution to a short-term problem, then we can start to really build and become self-aware of who we are and, and the growth factors we have um, where we're meeting those basic needs. Um, we've got relationships, we have the building blocks of well-being, which are the gratitude, the empathy, persistence and resilience. And I think that last one is absolutely fundamental for any sort of success any profession, any industry, any life, anyone, if you have a level of resilience and emotional quotient, you, you can cope with anything. Um, and and just, just be true to you, take a step back from some factors, and then, you know, take a step back to that art, look, look from the in, outside in rather than being inside looking really close at it. Take a step back and look at yourself, looking at things. How can you respond in a positive action to those situations. Um, so I appreciate it. it's a slightly longer episode today, but I feel like it's something I need to, to um, get off my chest. And, uh, you know, I, I do struggle. I do struggle daily. Um, I appreciate that it may come across as I'm, I'm in a good place and, and I'm happy. Um, and there are times don't get me wrong, there are some good times, um, you know, making memories and, and being present in the moment. Um, but there are daily, daily struggles with with anxiety, with levels of conformity, all sorts of bits and bobs that I suffer with. So um, as always, I do appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen to my content. Um, 
yeah, uh, to, to, to finish, <laughs> I say it to myself, I verbalise it, and I hope you buy into it as well, in that we may, <sighs> we may not get there immediately, but we will get there eventually. Take care. Mm -hmm.